0: Good morning, and welcome to season one, episode one of The Morning Photo Walk. I'm your host, Christopher Smith, and I'd like to take you along on this journey. Gonna walk most mornings, walk around the neighborhood, get some fresh air, discuss photography along the way, discuss the camera I'm using. Oh, let me get this warm-up shot here. That's pretty nice. This morning I have the Fujifilm X100V with me on our photo walk today. Had this camera for maybe a year, year and a half now, something like that. Um, I was lucky enough to get mine before the big craze over this camera and it became completely unavailable. Um, So I've had it for a little while, shot it a lot. Um, Truly is an amazing camera and I understand the popularity of it. The images you get are just insane. Um, Shooting this morning with the Acros yellow filter film simulation on a little walk around town here. Lucky enough to live close to a uh, downtown part of town, uh, historic district, and uh, there's lots of old buildings, lots of old houses, cool front porches, things like that. Early in the morning like it is. Definitely makes for uh, some nice shadows and lines and things like that. I also happen to live near a hot rod shop and sometimes lucky enough for there to be some pretty cool pieces parked outside. And this morning is just one of those mornings. Oh, this will be a great shot. So, looks like a uh, old Chevy Biscayne uh, station wagon and a Ford uh, Touring, looks like, two-door coupe. Let me step back so I can get this shadow right where I want it. I do have a Pro-Mist filter on my uh, X100V. Some people love the look of it, some people hate the look of it. I personally am on uh, that side of loving the look of it. Love how it adds the uh, soft light around the highlights. Grabbing a couple of shots of these hot rods here while I have the opportunity. I've never been particularly good at taking pictures of cars, even though I've been doing it for a long time. That one's pretty cool. Nice shot. Looks like this person drove from South Dakota to come to the Hot Rod shop this morning. Yeah, that one will make a neat one too. That's the sun on that. get a couple of shots of this one too All right that's enough of that like I said've never really been great at taking pictures of uh, cars before so grab one more here kind of paints the picture of where it's located. Got a nice little handmade bench that was given to the hot rod shop outside. Got the name of the shop and and dedication to the uh, original owner. So I have to say, one of the reasons why I shoot mostly Fujifilm, and you know, I'm going to go ahead and say. Most of my digital cameras are Fujifilm. Um, I started out on a Nikon D5200. I guess what started the uh, the whole thing of interest in using a camera to create photographic artwork. Um, Started with uh, my son being born, which I'm sure that's probably how it started for a lot of people. Never really had any interest in doing it professionally. Just wanted to get some really great pictures around the house. Grabbing this other picture here. So, my son was born and actually went out and bought a Nikon D90. Had that camera for a while. Um, Unforeseen circumstances, had to give that camera up. And later on, while my son was still fairly young, I wanna say seven, eight years old, went out and got a Nikon D5200. Mostly used it to take pictures of him and then one day decided to take it on a trip um, to California, first trip, and decided to take the camera with, wow, the light is great on this. walking out by the old uh, corn mill right now. So if you hear some of that the mill is running right now you may hear a little bit of that in uh, the the background noise here. Anyway brought the camera to California with me with my son and I took a bunch of pictures along the way and uh, that kind of started my interest in uh, Photography. So, shortly after that, I started a website. I've um, been kind of building on it ever since, had it for uh, quite some time now. Um, I do uh, use Squarespace. It's obviously not a paid ad or anything like that, but pretty easy to use, self explanatory platform and uh, I'll go through periods where I add photos every day. Sometimes, sometimes I go a month or two without adding a photo, and all depends on where my photographic mood is at and creativity and, you know, I'm experiencing burnout or anything like that. So walking over by this uh, grain silo here, It's some really great light this time of the morning. Huge towers, cylinders. Call them country skyscrapers, what I call them. That makes for great subject matter. Lots of leading lines, long, Shadows, dramatic lighting, things like that. So I could literally walk around town and see all kinds of different uh, opportunities. You'll hear the shutter going off here probably. Got this nice uh, semi coming in here, sorry for the noise. getting closer to that grain silo now probably hear lots of background noise from that so I am shooting an aperture priority on the uh, X100V um, I do like the settings for uh, ISO where you can uh, kind of pick your range right now I have the range set because the light is good at uh, the low end, which I believe is 160 or 200, uh, no higher than uh, 800 uh, ISO, and I also set a minimum of one uh, one hundredth of a second for a shutter speed, and when I'm walking around doing street photography, which I'm not downtown, I'm not in the city or anything like that, but I am in a small-town setting at the moment. Everybody's definition of street photography is a little bit different. Mine is just walking around the neighborhood, whether that be, uh, in my instance, a small town, small country town, I should say, or whether I go down to the city and go to Chicago, take pictures of people on the streets, Things like that. Buildings, architectural type stuff. That uh, That's what I like to take pictures of. Now, I'm not one of those guys that shoves my camera on people's faces. I, uh, I'm not a fan of that. Just for that reaction from people. I think that's uh, kind of intrusive myself, but everybody's got their own style and that's just fine that's what makes us all different so getting back to the camera i do tend to when i'm doing street photography leave my aperture set at f4 i think i get some uh, really great detail it's not too soft it's not too crisp and uh allows me to keep my shutter speed where I want it and uh, keep the ISO in the range that I like, you know, providing there's enough uh, daylight, which this morning I have. So I do have a hood on it. I do have a handle uh, with a base plate on it, makes it much easier to, uh, to carry around. Um, I do like the, uh, the shafts soft shutter on the, uh, the camera as well. Overall, I do appreciate the uh, nostalgic feel and look of Fujifilm cameras, the tactile functionality of them, um, which is why I ultimately ended up landing mostly on that brand. So back to my journey here a little bit. I did uh, go from my Nikon D5200, um, kind of lusting after uh, Sony cameras. Um, you know, a few years ago, popularity of them was pretty incredible, as it still is today, technology-wise. I do believe the Sony cameras are at the forefront of uh, camera technology as far as their sensors, their autofocus, it's undeniable, it's, they're amazing. So I had the Sony a7 III and shortly after that bought the a7R 3 as my uh, kind of more I was taking some serious landscape stuff, or you know, had a little little gig here and there, mostly family type stuff. I used the R just for those extra megapixels and file size and ability to punch in and crop and things like that. I did use the uh, A7 III mostly for portrait type stuff. Um, Small little product photography I played around with around the house. Never really enjoyed that much. Felt too controlled. I'm more of the type of person that I like to just react to what I'm seeing. Some great old trees in town here. Lots of character. So I started to build a bit of a uh, lens catalog, I guess you could say. Uh, my first lens that I got was a 14mm uh, Sigma lens, which I was shooting, well, still have. The uh, Rokinon 14mm for my Nikon camera, and I pretty much used that combination the Nikon D5200 and the Rokinon 14mm, you know, all manual lens exclusively for probably a year and a half, maybe two years. Going down to the city, you know, with that really wide angle lens, you know, got some really great shots. So, Because I was comfortable with that particular focal length. Uh, That was my first purchase when I went Sony, was that Sigma 14mm. And I'll be honest with you, I grew out of it rather quickly, I don't know what it was about that lens, but I really didn't like it, not sure why. So. I held on to it for a little while. I did ultimately end up uh, selling it to fund uh, some other lenses, but my next purchase after that I wanted something a little more versatile. So I did get the 24-105 uh, to 105, uh, Sony lens, uh, just the G, it's not a G Master or anything like that. and. That lens served me pretty well. I was able to use it on a lot of different things. And then I kind of focused on getting prime lenses after that. Um, Didn't buy any Sony lenses, bought mostly the Sigma Art Series. They do make uh, Sigma's Art Series lenses are very beautiful in the way they render an image. So, I ended up with uh 85 millimeter 105 macro lens uh, 135 millimeter um i did end up buying the uh 28 to i think it's 35 sony lens could be wrong about that maybe it was 16 to 35, the Sony G Master lens. And I tried to mostly use that one for my uh, landscape photography. And I never really fell in love or connected with that lens either. At some point, I did buy the Sony uh, 100 to 400 G Master lens. And I'll be honest with you, I used the heck out of that lens, used it for pretty much everything. Um, I kind of got to a point where living out in the country, um, all these old weathered barns and things like that in this area have a lot of character. So did a lot of driving around, exploring the country and I still do now. Actually, at least, you know, my part of the country. Um, Taking pictures out the car window. Pull over, point the camera in a particular direction, and uh, snap a shot. Sometimes this is more convenient than others. Um, Sometimes I seem to always have. uh, four or five cars on my uh, on my rear end and just never had an opportunity to pull over. Uh, lots of other times I was on an isolated road. Got the Long guys coming by here. Morning long guys. <clears throat> um, you know I could just pull over not even pull over but just stop in the middle of the road and kind of creep forward and backwards and Compose my shot and, you know, it didn't matter because there was no cars around at all for miles or at least as far as the eye could see. So I do dedicate a lot of time to that still. I am trying to find areas where I could pull over get out, walk around, explore the scene. Sometimes with a tripod, mostly handheld and take pictures like that, but moving on to what brought me to Fuji was I started to get to a point where I was realizing with the Sony cameras and my images that I was spending a great deal of time post-processing them, great deal of time almost completely transforming an image into something else. Wow, so look at this old tree here. Amazing. That has got to be an old growth. The diameter of the trunk is huge. Probably take four people standing around it to put your arms out and get, the, and get that tree. so much character so much texture so much light and shadow on them photographing trees is great so i am a lightroom and photoshop user myself Um, i import everything onto an external hard drive um, catalog it according to the camera I used and the subject matter and the date um, starting out with the base catalog being the year so I can easily find things and reference things based on sometimes the camera and or lens combination that I was using just kind of helps me keep everything organized so I put it all in uh, external hard drive and then I will open it up in adobe bridge and start culling the photos and rating them according to my personal taste being you know a five star something I love and a one star something I hate or you know there's something there but I just don't see it yet so I give it a star just to go back and later reference it. Sometimes you just don't see things right away. Sometimes you've got to sit on it for a great deal of time before you see the image. Walked over by the um, country club here, which happens to be on a lake and oh got a duck flying into the water not a great focal length for that i admit but we got it got this really old cool rotting tree here that uh on the edge of the uh the pond there goes the duck right into the shot perfect that's excellent um the light on, it's really cool right now, and the reflections from the water are pretty, uh, pretty great at the moment. The duck actually helped uh, with some ripples. So let me grab those while the ripples are still there. Ducks in the shot. Anyway, so I will um, start calling them in Adobe Bridge, and. Uh, you know, labeling them basically with a star rating, according to uh, how important or how much I like the photo. Important may not be the right word for it, but how much potential I think it may have. Got some great leading lines here with the uh, the little piers coming out off the water, off the dock. everybody he's got their little. Uh, pontoon boats out tied up oh I missed the turtle or something dang it scared them off that's how the cookie crumbles I guess huh that's a fish in the water here I don't know if I can capture that but I see some uh, some bluegill right here through the surface don't have my fishing pole out this morning, but maybe I'll come back another time. Kids are out of school now, so a little bit more free time than, uh, than I've had. Um, so, getting back to the uh, my process here, I will cull everything in uh, Adobe Bridge and uh When I am um, initially doing my upload to the external drive, I'll create some folders and I call them rated 1 to 2 and then rated 3 to 5. So I will throw uh, any of the uh, raw and JPEG images into those folders according to if I decide I want to process them. and uh, in order of what i feel their potential is so then at that point i start importing them into lightroom and i do create catalogs in lightroom and i name them very similar to the way i save them so that i kind of start with the camera i'm using sometimes the lens if i'm using a uh Vintage manual focus or something like that, just so I can uh, identify different looks as I learn the characteristic of those lenses, um, and then subject matter of what it is I shot, and always when. Because sometimes I'll go back and shoot the same place or the same scene over and over and over again, so having a date on there really helps with uh, identifying the content of what's in those uh, shots. So I get them in the Lightroom and I kind of further start calling them according to their star rating, sometimes just doing very basic quick edits just to see what the potential is there I can pull out of it. And I almost always only work on the RAW files. I do use the JPEGs mostly for reference because I do shoot um, at least these days um, with Fujifilm simulations and that kind of helps me finalize the look I'm going for in advance. Sometimes I will use those JPEGs and just call it a day and be done with it. Might be super happy with them. But I do have a great library of um, film simulation uh, presets from RNI um, in my Lightroom uh, catalog that I do often use when I'm working with the, uh, the RAW files. So kind of circling back to what ended my uh, relationship with Sony Um, again I want to be completely transparent here Sony does build a superior camera now there's obviously lots of uh, newer models out since the uh, a7 III and the a7R III Um, but you know photography is a very expensive hobby very very expensive and I'm by no means a professional and nor do I think I ever want to be This is a hobby for me. So you can only spend so much money on your hobby and justify so much. So I do often have to sell gear to replace it with other gear. So I kind of just got really unhappy with, and I'm sure you've heard this before if you're listening to a a photography podcast or watch any kind of YouTube videos. The Sony colors, there's just something off about them. They just don't look very natural. They look very digital. And, you know, unless my final product is something in black and white, which a Sony camera, geez, man, the dynamic range is incredible. So if you plan on doing exclusively black and white photos and that's your thing, Man, Sony might be the way to go. Like, whew, they produce some just really organic, beautiful black and white images. The dynamic range is just insane. But at that time I was working with a lot of color and dabbling a little bit in black and white here and there. So I kind of, paths with a Fujifilm X-T3 and what caused that to happen was I had been gifted a uh, Nikon uh, FM camera uh, film camera and when it was given to me I had absolutely zero interest in it so film I am never shooting film film is outdated I'm all about the latest technology. Thanks, I appreciate the camera, but it's gonna sit in the bag that you gave it to me in. So that camera bag sat under my desk and just kept calling to me, eating away at me. Pick me up, pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. So I did started picking it up playing with it playing with the dials playing with the the basic function of it and kind of really grabbed me i was just very intimidated by it which kind of helped me uh learn something and grow because once you get all your settings dialed in on a modern digital camera like i'm doing right now with my x100v you pretty much just point compose and shoot you know adjusting aperture and things like that for the look you're looking for but it doesn't have to be a lot of work involved <clears throat> with a film camera though geez i mean film's expensive you only get so many shots and a roll and You know, you could completely botch an image completely and destroy a roll of film and waste a bunch of money on developing if you don't know what you're doing. So I think the Nikon film camera, the Nikon FM, and it's not the first film camera I've ever had, but it's the first film uh, film camera I ever had that kind of made me step back and Look at what I was doing and think of things as overall as a uh, as a whole what I was doing what my process was where I was going was I happy with my work and I realized I wasn't so I said man I'd like to find a digital camera just you know that's like a film camera with all the dials and aperture dials and ISO dials and shutter speed dials and things like that and Learn on that before I waste a bunch of money on film So I started googling things and youtubing things and at that time the Fujifilm X-T3 was still a brand new camera the, the most recent You know of all the releases that was available So I picked up one of those And because I loved the um, 100 to 400 focal length with my Sony cameras, that was my first Fujifilm camera lens that I had purchased. And man, that thing has gotten some exercise, like we're doing this morning. We are on a photo walk here. I have been taking a lot of pictures along the way, but being my, First episode of what hopefully turns into a uh, much bigger project and uh, lots of followers along the way. Um, I guess you do have to remind you that uh, I'm out walking around town right now. The weather's beautiful, it's uh, 69 degrees at the moment. A little bit of activity in town. Not too much. It's not very early, but I am off of work today from my regular day job, so I'm taking a little extra time to uh, walk around. <clears throat> so the story continues. Um, I did have a uh, little bit of a uh, catalog of Nikon. Film cameras, or film, uh, I'm sorry, not cameras, but uh, film lenses. And I thought to myself, and I got all these lenses, I got one new camera body, but all these new autofocus lenses are big bucks. So I wonder if I could use them. And obviously, they don't just adapt and bolt right on without uh, having an adapter but at that time i had no idea such a thing even existed so found myself on youtube and google and things like that and uh was able to find uh adapters and source for adapters and started uh with Icon F mount adapter to uh, Fujifilm uh, X mount camera adapter. Coming back up on the uh, green silos here. Some cool light here. See what else we can grab. So that kind of became a thing. In case you're curious what my settings are at the moment, shutter speed is 35 hundredths of a second, ISO 320 F4, aperture priority. It is bright out this morning, the sun is not high in the sky yet, but uh, it is starting to warm up. Ooh, look at all the shadows on that. That is rad. So, the um, combination of Fujifilm's offerings of their film, film simulations built right into the camera really just kind of opened up the possibilities for creativity to a whole new level. And what that actually did was help me learn about different films that are available and the looks that uh, that they can produce. Now I know film, actual film is not the same as a film simulation, but you got to consider the source. Fuji's been around for a long time. They've made film for a long time. Their color science is maybe the best, arguably, color science out of any film or camera manufacturer. So they're really able to dial in these film simulations you know, they have some grain and you can control that and things like that, but just right out of the box, they're amazing. So started getting comfortable with that. And, you know, the comfort level of using the, the dials and doing everything in manual mode and even aperture priority started getting me comfortable with film. So... I started shooting the Nikon FM and taking it down to the city and shooting some black and white stuff and some color stuff and trying out different films and making mistakes and having that banger shot. And you know, when you dial in a film camera and you get it right, it's pretty awe inspiring because you can't see, there's no instant gratification. You wait sometimes weeks to see your results, which is kind of rad as well, you know? So I found myself taking out a digital camera and a film camera with me every time I went out and shooting some film around the house, shooting digital around the house, And I gotta say, I've kinda slowly built up a little bit of a catalog of uh, vintage lenses of different brands, different styles, different focal lengths, different mounts. And uh, for the most part, unless I'm using my X100V like I am today, I'm pretty much a manual focus shooter. I love how it slows me down. I love the creative control. I love the tactileness of it. it. Forces me to compose a shot more carefully. And some of these lenses, man, you can get them for next to nothing. You find them in an antique shop—five bucks, seven bucks, ten bucks—for a lens that probably originally cost. A great deal of money, hundreds of dollars, maybe, maybe more. You know, there's just been tossed to the side by time. Wow, this is pretty cool. We're just getting past uh, Memorial Day weekend here for the uh, first episode. So there's lots of houses that have uh, flags out on their porches. Capturing some of the spirit of uh, the Memorial Day weekend that has passed. So we'll dive more into uh, cameras I'm using on this uh, morning photo walk along the way. Sometimes we'll use film. Sometimes we'll use digital. I do have a. uh, kind of vast array, a variety of uh, Fujifilm digital cameras. I don't own my Sony cameras anymore or any of the lenses, but I did miss the speed of the autofocus and the look that a Sony camera can generate a black and white image in that dynamic range that you get. So. I know it's a giant step backwards from an a7 III or an a7R III, but I picked up uh, about a year ago, maybe a little more than that, a uh, brand new from Best Buy, a Sony a7, or a6000. I can't believe you can still buy that camera brand new. Um, I think you can't now, as of a few months ago, I think they stopped uh, offering it brand new. Um, But I bought that camera brand new from Best Buy. And because my biggest passion, honestly, is for things like this, just getting out there, walking around, seeing what you can find, light hunting, we'll say. Street photography or something under that broad umbrella is my favorite type of photography. So I did some research on great lenses for street photography, uh, street photography for the Sony A6000, and found the uh, Sigma 30 millimeter. Uh, it is an autofocus lens. It doesn't have a um, aperture dial on it or anything like that. But man, that is a pretty awesome little lens. I do have a Pro Mist filter. I'm kind of permanently adapted to that. I do love that look, like I said. So I do kind of take that camera out and rock that around sometimes. And, you know, it wasn't a real expensive camera. And it's kind of an older camera at this point, even though it's still pretty brand new to me. Um, and I just love the look of it. Sometimes it's You know, that 30 millimeter focal length is all I need to point it out the car window and take a picture of a passing barn. And I get great results. So I didn't get completely away from the Sony family. And in all honesty, there will come a day that I purchase a Sony A7C, a rangefinder camera. It's pretty much got all the same guts as the uh, A73, only it's a uh, much more compact body rangefinder style, which does happen to be my favorite type of camera. <clears throat> Lots of activity now, everybody's out and on their way to work. Um, so, when I get around to getting that camera, we'll take that one out too and talk about that one. I'm underneath some branches here with, let's see if we can make a shot from this. i having trouble focusing because the light is pretty low, I don't have a lot of Contrast here. Uh, we'll just move on. Um, so I'm pretty exclusively either shooting film these days, and uh, I've got a few medium format cameras, a bunch of 35 millimeter cameras. Um, little collection of rangefinder film cameras. No, they're not Leica's. Leica's not in my budget, although I'd love a uh, Leica M6 someday. Hoping one crosses my path at the right time at the right price and I am able to acquire it. I do have a couple of uh, Voigtlander M uh, M mount lenses though. So if I do ever cross paths with a uh, like a M6 or something of that nature, I'll have a couple of lenses ready to roll already. They're pretty fantastic lenses. They are uh, all manual focus and, you know, great aperture range and stop down pretty good and open up pretty wide. And, you know, I get some really interesting results. and. Pretty much have those mounted to my uh, Fujifilm X Pro 3. Uh, sometimes my Fujifilm uh, XE1 or X Pro 1. We'll talk about that some other time. God, I've got some great light here. Wow. Um. So, getting close to. Uh, wrapping up the photo walk here taking a bunch of pictures just around the uh, general vicinity of uh, my home here and the light is really falling on uh, some things here creating some great shadows and some great light and shooting into the sun here a little bit with uh, that pro filter getting some really nice uh, bleached out photos on uh, some of the work here. So I will be posting the podcast on possibly a couple different uh, platforms. Um, it will be available on my website uh, along with the photos that I take along the way. There should be a good variety Sometimes I'll visit different towns, get up extra early, drive to the next town over, or the next town over, or the next town over after that, walk their downtown area or an interesting area that they have uh, to offer in that town, offer up some variety. But where I live in the Midwest here, we do have all four seasons in full swing, so, Walking out around the same time of day throughout the year will offer wildly different lighting and uh, scenery, sometimes in the snow, sometimes in the fog, sometimes in the rain. This uh, Sony, I'm sorry, not Sony, but Fuji X100V is a weather sealed camera. I try not to test that too much i am very cautious with it being that it is a next to impossible camera to replace and both budget wise and availability wise so i am conscious of that being again not a professional don't have a disposable income for tools this is just a hobby so I am careful with the camera. Don't push it too far to the limits. But I have had it out in some light rain. I do always shove a uh, towel in my pocket when I'm out in conditions like that. And uh, keep it wiped down, keep the lens clean. Sometimes I'll tape off some of the speaker holes and things like that just to uh, or mic holes, just to kind of further weatherproof it a little bit, just to be cautious. So, I thank you for joining me today. Said this is episode one, season one. In its infancy, we are a little bit uh, on the raw side here, so As things grow, so will the podcast, so will the final product, the finishing of it. Maybe we'll have some guests along the way, but I don't want that really to be in my focus. It's nice kids letting me go by here out in the morning tooling around in their jeep <clears throat> anyway this is more for me and more for any listener listeners who along the way decide that maybe i have something to say that's interesting maybe i have something to say that uh is helpful sometimes we'll talk about post-processing Sometimes we'll talk about Photoshop or Lightroom. Sometimes we'll talk about gear, but sometimes the weather. We'll talk about different stuff. But today, I figured that uh, maybe I would start with uh, my journey thus far. I guess maybe it is important to mention that uh, I do come from an art background. It's not what I do for a living, but I've been drawing and painting and airbrushing and things like that since I was a little kid. So art has always been in my life. And in my younger days, I did use a camera film camera at that time, 100% for the purposes of uh, documenting something that I was going to draw, reference photos. I never thought of a camera as something to be creative with, but that's not the case anymore. Now it is a tool for creativity. And a beautiful image that I make is the final product. And you do make images. Whether you're a uh, black and white shooter or color shooter or whatever the case may be. I wouldn't say documentary type of photography is uh, my style necessarily, although I do appreciate it. I did uh, recently acquire a camera that was gifted to me that uh, kind of blows my mind It is a uh, large format press camera. It, uh, and women who were press photographers ran around with and documented whatever events they were covering or news story. It was a big old box with a retractable lens and big honking flash on the side and film and dark slides and things like that. Pretty crazy that something like that was used the way most people use their iPhone these days. So we'll get to that. Someday we'll take that one out on a uh, the morning photo walk and uh, see what we can do with that. I am working on currently teaching myself the developing and uh, scanning process at home just because I am a a patient person and tired of waiting for film lab to develop my film and scan my film and mail me back my film. And although it is like Christmas when you get that email that your film is, your images have been uploaded to their site for download it was a pretty exciting feeling but I'm looking forward to getting to the day that uh, I can go out with the camera in the morning shoot a roll film come back that morning or afternoon develop the film let it hang and dry and straighten itself out for two or three hours and be scanning that film that same night getting it into Lightroom and converting it with uh, Negative Lab Pro and making a film image from start to finish all in the same day or the same weekend or the same couple of days. That uh, will be exciting, but not quite there yet. Close. So we'll share that, too. Sometimes the morning photo walk might be a walk down to the, uh, to the lab or the darkroom. And we'll just uh, talk about developing film while we're developing film, talk about that process. You know, there's lots of information out there available lots of different formats so you can find it. I think a uh, podcast is kind of fitting for me. So I do have a little bit of a commute to work every day. Does give me an opportunity to uh, listen to something I'm interested in and listen to someone who's knowledgeable and knows something about it and can offer different things. And uh, it's a nice little way to stay engaged with your interests and your hobbies just on your commute to work. And it doesn't involve sitting down and watching a YouTube video and things like that. So it could be walking to work or getting on the train or wherever you may be. Everybody pretty much has a uh, smartphone in their pocket with the ability to listen to podcasts these days. So this is where we're starting we'll see what it turns into and i thank you for uh joining me today again this is the morning photo walk with your host christopher smith my website is www.christopherrsmithphotography.com i do have a uh, instagram and things like that but don't really actively post to that anymore just because it's just not what it used to be thanks again for joining me today guys on the uh, season one episode one of the morning photo walk podcast and we'll see you next time